0: Okay, everybody, we're back. We're sorry about that. But as usual, Bo and I get a little bit long-winded, and we're very convicted. So, you know, deal with it. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so everything that you're saying about the Polis Spargo Mark Marquez dynamic, I agree with. Here's what I don't do if I'm pole Spargo: I don't put that out in the media because I go to Mark... Or at least the team bosses and say, hey, what are we doing? Explain to me why we're doing it like this, so I can understand. But that's not what he does. He is such a petulant child when he's not winning, which is all the time because he never wins. So I'm if Paul Spargo would just ride the bike. I would like him so much better. Thank you. But I can't do it. I can't do it right now. I I can't with pole. I can't. You know, I got my man, Juwan Mir, out there finishing fifth as the defending world champion, and you know he doesn't want to finish fifth, and he doesn't want to finish behind Taka Nakagami, but you know what? He's finishing, and I don't see him in the media bashing Suzuki about, he doesn't have this, and he doesn't have that.
1: Right. They can't go fast in qualifying. He can't do right. it. Yeah. It, it. Yeah.
0: he's he, not, he, he's, he's, not, he's not he's not it's not what he's about. He's about finishing races, getting world championship points mm-hmm. and getting the world championship trophy while you look on and blame KTM and now HRC for your struggles as a person and a rider. That's exactly right. Too, too bad. Suck it up, be a man, grow some thicker skin and get out there and go to work. They tested a bunch of new parts in the test after Jerez. So maybe we'll see a different Honda coming back and maybe he'll make us eat our words. If you were to give me odds though <laughs> It's gonna be I'm something not, else. It's gonna yeah, be the tires yeah, yeah. next week. It's gonna be these yeah, changes yeah, to work with the yeah. tires, you know. It, but it, You know, which is a which is stark contrast to his brother, who has just put his head down and done a great job for the Aprilia team because they were pretty terrible two three years there and he just kept working and now he's got a good bike under him and he's beating his brother at hrc and uh, i elise,
1: love it elise looked really good during free he practice. looked great he looked great uh, I, all weekend man it, he looked great if the if the longevity of that bike was there throughout the race, uh, um, I, I mean, we're talking about it. We could be talking about a different podium by the end of the year if they continue doing what you've said, you know, with developing that bike and, and moving in the right direction. I completely agree with what you're saying about Alicia Spargro and, and developing that bike. And, um, you know, I don't know if you caught it or not, but the... Uh, the the times that they were running in weekend in practice, uh, they did let slip that they figured out what Andrea Dovizioso was running on the Aprilia the first time that he threw a leg over it. Did you did you catch that?
0: I did not. So what did they? What was he running?
1: So the fast lap and the fastest race lap was a 137.7 seven seven by Fabio. Um, yeah. And he was only one of three guys in the one thirty sevens during the race. Everyone else was in the one thirty eights. Um, except for Lorenzo Salvadori because he's coasting around the track in the 39s. But uh
0: wait a minute, is um, that a bus? Here comes the so, bus. The Bo bus is out. Lorenzo, Andre- run for your life. So, so
1: the first day that Andrea DiVizioso throws his leg over in Aprilia, he's running 38s at Jerez.
0: Like third low 38s or 38? Because it? it was
1: just 38s. I mean, I know that there's a big window there, but uh, your first day on the bike, though, think about that. And, and no, I'm impressed.
0: That, Don't get me wrong, I'm and, and impressed. And he wasn't I mean... pushing.
1: You know, he wasn't trying to find the limit. He was trying to get comfortable on the bike. They did a lot of work on the uh, on the ergonomics Ooh-wee. of the bike to get him comfortable, so he could even begin to push. So that actually excites me. Not being an Andrea Davizioso fan, but being a racing fan, that you know, I really want to see this guy back in the paddock, on the grid, on an Aprilia soon so we can see an aprilia up front and fighting closer to the front and i agree alongside alicia spargo at the front
0: well absolutely i mean that's that's what we all want to see we want to see more manufacturers being competitive and you put davidzioso on a a bike that's decent and there you go his times are good you put davidzioso on a bike that's great he wins some races for you maybe and with some luck he'll win a world championship you know that the 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 bike was the problem at Ducati the last year he was there. It was not Vizioso. so I'm not surprised, and I'm that does excite me as well. So that's cool. Um, but let's talk about what I like to talk about most when I talk about Yamaha, hmm. Maverick Vinales, with another stellar performance in seventh. Just it's just, just stop. Just get him out of there. I'm done with him. I'm so done.
1: So where does it go? Where do you want? It, where do we go if we if All we ahead. nix him out of? So let's let's talk hypotheticals right now because this is our show and we and we we do this. We do what we want, okay? Right. So, who's your Yamaha team next year? Who's your Morbidelli Yamaha? and? Okay, that's exactly what, what I'm thinking too. Yes, you get Morbidelli and Quintero back in the in the box together. Where do you where do you stick Maverick Vinales?
0: I take Maverick Vinales. And I stick him, um, honestly, I think there's going to be a VR46 Ducati team. And so I think Maverick Vinales and Luca Marini form the VR46 Ducati team next year. That's where I'd put him. Because he's a name that will bring big sponsorship from Spain. And but you're not on factory machinery because he doesn't deserve factory machinery. He doesn't deserve it. Um, Do you but,
1: think, though, that a Valentino Rossi would allow that to happen, putting a Spanish rider on an Italian bike in an Italian team?
0: Well, I don't know, but and I that's think... That's not to it would,
1: say that Valentino Rossi's racist. Or, you know, that, that, don't don't take it that way, obviously. Well, that's not the direction that, we a That's here. nationalistic. That's yeah.
0: the, so... So if he wants an all Italian team, that's his prerogative, though. That's if that's what he's doing. If that's what, and truly, that's what the VR Forty Six Academy is for, right? Exactly, is to yes. build up it, Italian, right? So yeah. So but, so I don't know where Maverick goes, but I don't sign him if I'm Yamaha. I don't want him back. He's not going to win your world championship. He just isn't. Now not- what I would I would find very interesting is I believe that Alex Wren's. His contract at Suzuki is up as well. Maybe Suzuki wants Maverick back because they've had enough of Alex Rins crashing.
1: I know, I've I had don't know. enough of, of Alex Rins crashing. And when he dumped it in turn 6 this weekend, mm. I was really sad. I, 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 I know you were. Of, I had a lot of faith in Alex Rins this weekend. He looked great though. He
0: um, did run at one point the fat almost the fastest lap in the race with one arrow thing broken off of his bike, but Yeah. I you know the thing about Maverick Vinales is that I, I, he's obviously capable of winning races, but there's a mental issue with Maverick Vinales, and he, he just he just doesn't show up and ride like to his full capability every weekend. I don't feel that way about a guy like Francesco Bagnaia or Joan Mir, or even um, you know uh, I a Alasia Spargro, I feel like those guys are showing up every week and riding to the top of their potential with the bike and the conditions and what they can do. Maverick, no, because we see it. He comes in and he turns in the fastest lap of the race. How many times in eleventh? You know, it's just it's just not there. You know, Zarco is another one that does that. He shows up and he does the best that he can do with the package he has and the conditions that are out there. You know, he finished in eighth. Uh, right behind Maverick. You know, good for Zarco, You know, I, I don't know. But, you know, I, I have to say that Eker Lekawona got a point this week just as I'm looking through the thing. <laughs> that struck me as funny as Tech 3 got 14th and 15th and, you know, they almost caught Fabio. But, I, you know, I hope that Fabio gets his arm pump sorted because he truly looks like, man, when he hits the front, yeah. man, he's fast. And I wondered about the Yamaha, but now I don't wonder so much about the Yamaha. I mean, I'm still wondering. We'll see. Let's see what happens. It's early doors, early season, but I've already. This is the same Maverick we've seen two to three previous years. Am I am I off base?
1: No, 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 not at all. I, I completely yeah. think you're so. You're so it's that not
0: comment. the so their they're, their package is pretty good this year. Maybe a little more power. Maybe. Um, but the only person that seems to be able to put that bike at the front is Fabio, so I would love to see more Bedelli on it next year and see him tangle with Fabio. And you you combine that with the Mears and the Millers, the Bagnayas, right. Hopefully, Marquez is back to form. Zarco. You know, you combine all of that again, and, man, you've got a pretty tasty championship shaping up for the season, right? So... <laughs> I mean that's that's where I'm at. I am. at. the short answer, the long-winded answer I gave about Maverick and you is that I don't know because I don't know where he can go and be happy and win on a consistent basis. I just don't know if it's possible.
1: So that's a good point. And I don't, I want to take the I don't want to take the complete focus off the riders right now, but I want to put a, a more focus on um, the support staff around them. You know, you mentioned Banyaya and Miller and i want to talk about the ducati garage um th- that ducati garage around those two guys they really just seem like they're a a a complete team in in, in sync and and i mean do you, are, are you seeing the same thing
0: i do I, I think they believe in the guys they have in that garage they really do um and I just can't say I, that I
1: see the same across the, you know, down the paddock as we look down well, the grid. Well, you definitely garages.
0: don't see the same passion from the other teams. Everyone's excited to win. But when Ducati wins, I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not Certainly. close. No, not at all. And, no. you know, with Gigi Delina and uh, what's the other David guy's Tardazzi. name? Uh, Tardazzi. Tardazzi. Is the I would watch a Tardazzi cam for a whole race, like literally would watch it. I love him, um, but he. I I just feel like they have put together, like you said, a team that believes in their riders, trust each other. Their riders trust their people, and they believe in the package, and they are going to do some great things. I I don't think any of us really expected it to be Bagnaya doing all the the great finishes early on, um, and winning the, you know, doing what he's been doing mm-hmm. as opposed to Miller. We knew he was going to be good. We felt he was, but I don't think we expected him to be above Miller, but you know, for Miller to come and, and, and have a, a really, really special race, uh, and, and win that race kind of shut up the critics kind of shut up the noise now come back, build on that, and be right at the front again and show everybody that, you know, you're for real. I think he's given himself that opportunity and maybe that monkey's off his back. And and now that team, as passionate as they are and as much as they believe in their package and their writers, uh, the sky's the limit. And let's not forget that Francisco Bagnia is leading the championship. Yep. A Ducati with an Italian on a Ducati leading the MotoGP championship? Oh, my gosh. If they go to Mizzano and Mugello and they win, forget about it. That country is going to go up oh, and yeah. rock. Absolutely. They are going to shake the ground. And I, this is exciting times for Ducati. It really is. Uh-huh. Um, so.
1: I'm glad we came, kind of came back to uh, Miller a little bit because I, I, you know, when you first mentioned his win and we talked briefly over the podium, um, you know, like you, it was it, it was so good to see that win from Jack Miller and, and it was you know it almost makes you emotional just watching it. And obviously, we never we we've we never exchanged conversation with these guys. We've never uh, you know hung out with them. We don't, don't know them on a personal level. I haven't. Oh. yet. you haven't invited oh. me over. so right. Oh right. You know, right, right. but to see. To see Jack Miller's emotions just flow after that race, and, and to hear how happy he was, and, and it, it just everything about that was it was just so touching, and it was just so special. And you like you said, Jack Miller, he definitely shut up the critics. There's there's one big critic in mind that I think that he kind of you know told him to sit down. Um, it was a fellow that I had texted you about today, and Jorge Lorenzo, um, and his his uh, comments about some of the things that he had made in, about Miller. Yeah, I got some things to say about Jorge Lorenzo uh, when we get done with this. But no, nothing but positive vibes going to Jack Miller. Congratulations. And um uh, you know, he's he he earned that victory and, and he deserved it. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. He surely was, did and with all those guys on the podium, they deserve to be there. Yep. The fantastic yep. podium, like you said. I mean, it's it couldn't have gotten any better for that podium, really.
0: No, I, I was super happy that podium was not that I dislike Fabio Cuerrera, right, 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 I of don't, course, I, yes. but but I was super happy for Jack. That a second place would have been great, but to win was just special. Um, but okay, so you mentioned Jorge Lorenzo, and. I have been thinking about Jorge Lorenzo and what I wanted to say, and what I want to say about him is that there's no one that knows more, and we definitely don't know more, in terms of lap and video analysis than and data analysis than Jorge Lorenzo. But I feel like sometimes he says things because he wants to remain relevant, and he doesn't need to be that guy. I mean, he was in the paddock with them, and I get that you're trying to give an analysis, but sometimes I feel like Jorge Lorenzo is just a jerk. Um, you know, when I, you used to watch him ride, he he was so good at the front of a race. Well, he was, it was amazing. He was he was. A uh, it was there. so good. But when it didn't go well, we got a little bit of Polo Spargaro mm-hmm. out, of, out of Jorge, right? Yep. So... Or maybe Polo Sparkro is a little bit of Jorge, I think, because Jorge was there before. Listen, Jorge, Jorge a is champion, a multiple, multiple-time multiple world champion. He's a multiple-time world champion, so he's got the juice. We know that. Yes. But at the same time, you know, I don't think the attacks on the rider is the way to go. If you just point out that they're not riding well, that's okay because that's the truth, but they know it. But I feel like some of these things are attacks. You know, I, I, I you sent me an article that, from Crash.net about what he said about Rossi. Uh, he's not. He's not precise. He's all over the place. Well, yeah. why do you think that is, Jorge? Is you think it's because uh, Valentino's out there going, "I'm not doing this. I hate being out here." No. It's because he can't control his bike. He doesn't feel like he has control of the bike. And when you don't have control, you're not in control, and therefore you're not precise. You're not. You're all over the place, and that's where Rossi is. And he may never figure it out. But I mean. He's just making it to me sound like with the comments about Miller and Rossi, he's just got low-hanging fruit, and he just loves it, you know. Yeah, I think the comment it, that
1: he made to Miller a few weeks back was, you know, why don't you worry? And, and this is not a quote, so to, you know, it's not a direct quote at all. But to summarize, it was, you know, worry less about stoppies and worry more about the race. And so that that kind of comment, like you said, I mean, it's just those attacks are just. They're unnecessary. They're not constructive. Yep. You know, yep. it's just someone making noise. Yep. So if you really want to be a a companion to someone that wasn't that is that shared the paddock with you, you know, reach out to them either in private and and, and speak with them. Don't attack them on social media. You know, Jack Miller hit right back. You know, but um, I, I yeah I I don't I'm not a fan of of what Jorge Lorenzo is, has been bringing uh 2GP not that i think that anyone on the grid really cares what Jorge is saying um because he's not there anymore but uh, but I, I feel like he definitely like you said he he wants to remain relevant and i think he misses he that grid a bit i think he wishes he was he, still there of course he does I wanna well say... he
0: does but when they hired crutchlows the yamaha test rider what did he say you traded gold for bronze
1: and then he
0: Locker- he, ha- he he always has something to say but, he's but just even a, at that... He's just a he, jerk sometimes.
1: Well, you got Maverick Vinales, who's doing nothing but praising Kurt for getting on the Yamaha and riding it and testing it, you know, and having several tests, giving him fantastic feedback. And you have Fabio Quartararo who's looking, you know, phenomenal at the front of the race. And it, like you had said, you know, it's a terrible way that, that Fabio lost that podium. And I, I'd hate to see that I hate to see that there being the reason, you know, when he came off the race and when he, uh, he was done on the parade route lap, you know, he was just in so much visible pain. Um... So you know, Fabio had the pace to to really run away with that race and, and maintain that lead. if it, if he if, yep. if you know he didn't have the arm pump issue. Um, so hopefully yeah, that's I, fixed. He's on the mend. So, but uh, but no, I think that it's interesting
0: uh, to me though. Why are these guys all of a sudden have an arm pump? You know what what is it? I mean is I, I guess it's just so physically taxing, which I can imagine. You know that that bike is is probably not easy to ride, right? So. Yeah. I don't know. It's very strange to me that they just start having arm pump now, or it's affecting them that way. You know, I, one of the things that I've always tried to do is really have a very light grip. But you know, when you're squeezing the brake and your throttle in there, you know, it's not easy to do, right? I mean, you you got to squeeze. We, so, yeah,
1: and we've got to remember these guys—they're going to the absolute latest. Brake marker that they can. Oh, so uh, absolutely. The, uh, you yeah. Know, the, mo- the most maximum pressure that you that you can, and then immediately back on the throttle as hard as you That's can. right. You know, as soon as That's you can. Right. So, and they're doing that yeah. for 28 laps around the you know on yeah. some of the on the fastest m- motorcycles in the world. So, um, I think maybe there's one thing to think about is these bikes change year to year to year to year to year. They yep. get faster yep. year to year to year to year to year. Well, the human body doesn't change you know i mean we right. can lift weights and we right. can work out and we can do so much but you know maybe we're seeing a point to where you know we've got to look less at the horsepower and the top speeds and possibly look at something that's a little bit more ergonomically friendly for motorcyclists yeah. and racers yeah. at, the, at that leading cutting edge to say okay we've got to figure out how to make it better and um and obviously i don't have that what that answer could look like um but you know maybe that's where we are i, I just don't know
0: Yeah. No, I I get it. Um, you know, but listen, I, 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 he had the surgery like Jack had, um, and, uh, hopefully it will do for him what it did for Jack and it'll work well. And, and those guys can uh, come back and, you know, Jack obviously was recovered by the second race. Um, Fabio will have, you know, not, he didn't have to race this weekend. He'll be next weekend. So he'll have time to get the stitches out and everything Mm -hmm. and, Hopefully it'll it'll be solved and he can he can do pretty well. But uh, you know, I, I I'm I'm really happy with what I see at a MotoGP GP this year. You know, it had been for the last few years had been the Mark Marquez show. It's not that right now. And there's been some really interesting racing. Uh, again, like I talked about, you got Bagnaya leading the championship by a couple of points over Corteraro. Maverick Vinales, for all the things that we say about him is in third. Mm-hmm. Um Joan Mears in fourth lurk in there like a like a shark and Joan Zarko's in fifth. So, you know, I, I it's an interesting championship right now. It really, really is. And that's because, you know, we don't have one guy that's so dominant. Yep. Um, but, you know, that's okay. But I, that's really all I had, um, I believe, unless I'm forgetting something for Moto GP. What about you?
1: No, I think that's it. Um so with that, we had our opening weekend of Moto America in the States. We sure did we um, sure did and uh so what do you think about that jason how what were your feelings at road atlanta
0: i really i really enjoyed the racing number one um starting in the Superbike class we saw our man matthew skultz who we got to see ride in person the week before um out at cmp uh he looked great in race one uh rode the wheels off of that thing um Loris Baz was really fast. He just had an off, you know. He made a mistake down there in the 10A. It's he's going through what Cameron Bobier's is going through: new tracks, new situations, new bike, new everything. Um, so yeah, I, I you know I thought Skultz did a great job. You know, Bobby Fong is so consistent and so steady on that Suzuki. I, I he finishes second. Uh, Second, third, second, third, wins a race, second, third. You know, that's just Bobby Fong. Yeah. Now, when Cameron Bobier was there, he didn't win any races. But Bobby Fong does a great job there. Um, Josh Heron, I think he kind of lucked out and got the third place for the podium. But good for him. That's good. And, uh, you know, Jake Gagne, unfortunately, blew his motor, I think, in the first, uh, first race. So he didn't have a great finish. But overall, you know, we talked about Cameron Peterson coming up from Superstock. And he finished fourth, so great finish for him in race one on Saturday. And you were there, actually. So what did you see? What did you think?
1: Um, I didn't get to stay and actually watch the racing, but, uh, you know, we did, we, we did get to go down through the paddock and watch a few practices. Um, but yeah, it, uh, looking at the race, I was definitely, you know, we kind of called Matt Skultz to kind of look at, you know, watch yeah, him this year yeah. for the championship. Um, but I think Bobby Fong, uh, I think you're, you're definitely onto something there with Bobby Fong is going to be, he's going to be lingering around and I think he's definitely going to be strong in this championship. Um, he's he's really consistent he's really good on the bike he's got he's going to be able to give them a lot of feedback and getting that bike set up and exactly how he wants it to go it's a fast bike we've seen that it's a, a fast bike um the 2020 R, r1 last year had a little bit of something extra i think with Cambobier on it um but but we're seeing a closer a closer gap this year i believe um you know Jake gagne though in race two on sunday he 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 did run away with it, and it was actually a Yamaha he really walkout did. on the podium. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I'll say, though, I think, um, you know, Bobby Fong had to come through the pit, uh, pit lane, though, because he had a jump start, So and he still managed to place fifth, um, 28 seconds off of, the, off of the race win, so uh, I think if Bobby Fong doesn't have that jump start, we're talking about a different podium for race two.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I thought, uh, you know, and I said this about Gagne, he's got to win. He's got to do it. Now, the other thing that, man, watching these guys ride the same track, because we mentioned that you and I have ridden this track. Jake Gagne is running 24 seconds a lap faster faster than I ran my fastest lap last time I was there. 24 seconds. I cannot even understand it. And these guys are so good. It's just unbelievable to me. And... uh You know, again, Cameron Peterson putting it fourth in race two. So I think that's a great start to the year for Cameron Peterson. Yeah, he's got to be happy with that. Yeah, 100% he's got to be happy. So, you know, Superbike racing was really good. Loris Baz had another mechanical issue. Or, no, just had a mechanical issue. But, you know, that wasn't his fault. His shift linkage broke. That's (laughs) not his fault. He was looking really good and strong. I think he would have podiumed so Loris spaz is definitely going to be a challenger he just he just doesn't know the tracks and that's a that's a big deal um he's also getting but, used to
1: the tire right uh, he's moving to a dunlop yeah tire he went now to a dunlop right so the, the dunlop
0: tire and the bike he'll kind of settle in on those i think after a, another race or two but then it's just learning the tracks and we'll see some good stuff from him this year he will be competitive every week because that bike is fast and he's a he's a quality rider so we'll see it but you know, Jake Gagné did his thing. Matthew Skoltz, a first and a second. That's a great weekend for Westview Racing. Yes. Um, Josh Heron with two-thirds is a good job. That's a good, that's a good start to the season. And then, you know, Cam Peterson with two-fourths is a good start. The rest of the guys, Hector Barbara having to learn a new bike, new track, new tires, he ran a 126 out there. I mean, what else do you want? I mean, that's, he beat a lot of guys that have turned a lot of laps at road Atlanta. Absolutely. So he did a great job. Um you know all the way down through uh our our list there, you know, you had a lot of stock 1000 guys running <laughs> yeah, out there. Running and so the
1: stock I think they're calling that the, yeah uh with the Superbike Cup this year, I think, something yep, like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Super Stock Cup I think okay, they're calling right. it. But yep, but um yeah, but so they were out there, but it was really good to see those guys out there. So with mentioning those guys, I'll move over to the Stock 1000 race and we saw my man uh michael gilbert on the kawasaki take on the first win of the season that was pretty cool
1: yeah and they they actually were the um uh we that was the practice that we got to watch was the uh, stock 1000 practice and i mean even and like you said these lap times are crazy watching these guys in practice these guys aren't really pushing to the absolute limit like they do sometimes in races but watching them come across we were we were right over top of the bridge at 10 uh exiting 10b so you know everyone's coming out from underneath that bridge on one wheel and to watch these guys it's just it's nuts to be able to think you know we've ridden this track and they're able to go that much faster on this track it gives us a lot to work towards Uh, but these are incredibly talented uh, talented folks that are that that we're watching and and folks that we get to share the track with at track days Um, so yeah stock 1000 super competitive Uh, lots of folks on the grid we saw uh, Jeff May get out to a blistering start in race one and then I yeah they, man you know like i said talked with one of his mechanics they're struggling to find a race setup and, and that bike was his stock i think he had just picked it up a few days beforehand um and uh, even the other rider that was on the uh um, that was on the uh, excuse me cbr 1000 triple r uh his name's getting away from me at the moment ashton, but, yates. Uh, ashton yates ashton yeah, yates i think they now he finished second the first ago. race uh, yeah. yeah. So
0: they're yeah they have to develop those bikes a little bit. There's not much data there. Um, to your point, and you know the fact that Jeff May is as fast as he is on a basically stock bike. Now I'm sure they changed the suspension, but like you told me, they welded foot pegs onto it because they they didn't have any aftermarket foot pe- footrests yet. They didn't have any aftermarket rear sets yet. So. I'll be interested to see if Jeff May. I don't know how much he's going to race this year. He doesn't do it full time, but he's a demon at Road Atlanta, man. I mean, yeah, well, to come does, back and yep. finish second and race two, come on.
1: Yeah, it looked it looked really good. I, I'm just excited to watch this racing locally here. I mean, it's it, we love watching GP, but to really see it kick off here at home, I think it's it's special for us. And yeah, know, we get to absolutely. watch the bikes that we ride too. You know, that's why World Superbike and Motor America, right. is, is special right. to us. Is, these are bikes that we we're, you know we throw a leg over and, and take to the track and obviously the specs are a little different on them but you know the the, the not heart beats, on mine the, well it's true the, the,
0: <laughs> and I'm still not fast same. enough I'm still not as fast as they are <laughs> it's a that's a sad I shouldn't have admitted that I should have <laughs> admitted. can we cut that cut it cut it we'll no. But it was it was great to watch those guys race, and it's really cool for me to watch people race on a track that I know. I I just enjoy that. I I, I enjoy thinking, oh, I've put a knee down in that corner, and seeing people come in offline. I'm like, oh, I've been right there, <laughs> or, or or knowing they're wide before they actually go wide because yep. because we see it, you know, because we know where to go. Yeah, we know what's, so, what's going to happen if yep, you're there. Absolutely. So that, that, those are really good races, and I, I know I'm excited for what the year is going to bring. I think there's going to be some great racing. The The new ZX-10 RR is also still really young in its development, and we know that Gilbert and Alexander are going to be super fast on them. Um, I really wish we would see a Superbike Kawasaki um, because Jonathan Ray is dominating World Superbike on that bike. As a matter of fact, you know, we mentioned I may have mentioned it last time that he was faster at Aragon than Cal Crutchlow was on the GP bike last year. Mm,
1: that's crazy. So
0: that's fast. Yeah. That's fast, man. And so I, I really wish we'd get Kawasaki over here. But, you know, with the continued growth of Moto America, we may see that. I'd love to see a Honda factory team back over here. That would be phenomenal. But I think, you know, we just have to keep growing the, growing the series, and they'll want to do it. Um, but I'm ready to move on to Super Sport because that was really impressive. Are you ready?
1: Absolutely, yeah, sure thing. Hey, we jump right in.
0: And what else can we say? Sean Dillon Kelly is doing the thing. I mean, good night. I mean, he was going, and he ran a one twenty eight as a best lap on a 600. Yeah,
1: three tenths quicker than Richie Escalante on the on the ZX6R. Um, you know, that, last year we saw this almost uh, the we saw the difference uh, that this was flipped around. You know, we saw Richie Escalani that would run away with races, and Sean yep. Dillon Kelly was kind of left in, in in second the entire year. But Sean Dillon Kelly, he came out swinging uh, this weekend. Yeah, he really Atlanta, did. You know, and he, hey, he, he all he, credit. He, yeah, I know absolutely not to take anything away from him. He he kind of put his staple on this year already. That said, here I am, Richie. You know, we're going to fight this year. You know, we're going to battle well,
0: out. Right, and he rode he rode phenomenally, and they've also had to add weight to the six three six due to the the extra CC's, which I'm I'm I actually think is probably fair. You know, I I think it is. So um, there was talk of even banning that bike as early as you know as late as January this year. I was hearing rumors about that, but it didn't do it, and I was happy to see it. Escalante did what you should do though. When you can't win the race, you know what you do. You finish second. Absolutely, don't I throw it put it on road. the podium. Grab some points. Keep developing the bike and go on from there. Um, we saw a great ride from Nolan Lambkin, finishing on the podium. Mm-hmm. Uh, Max Angles Fernandez, who is an envy rider, yep. you know, wears the same uh, leathers that we do. Big shout out to um, Max. He finished in fourth. Yeah, that's a big. That's a big finish. That's the best I've seen him finish. Um, and then we had, you know, a few other guys that, uh, have been in the series for a while, Benjamin Smith, uh, Nassani, um, you know, I, there were, there was a lot of folks out there. We had a lot of crashes. Um, unfortunately, mm-hmm. I'm the man I talked about coming up, Rocco Landers crashed into the back of, uh, of Stefano Mesa, uh, into turn one at the, uh at the start of the race and actually. I
1: have no idea how Stefano Mesa did not crash in that time. Yeah, I
0: don't either. I don't no. have a clue. I don't have a clue. His control but he, he did. He held it crazy. up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he came back in race number 2 and put it up on the podium and Stefano Mesa was right there too, right behind him with a uh with a fourth place. Stefano Mesa needs to be in there full time. I don't understand why he's not. I just don't understand it.
1: I agree. I made a comment last year. I think it was after he ran the the uh, race at Indy, um, or at Indianapolis. I'm sorry. And you know, somebody get this kid a contract. He deserves one. He's a he's a, a just a, tr- a phenomenal individual character. Um, his I think he and his father are the ones that are pretty much running that entire team and that entire program. Uh, just great guy all around from what i understand and obviously super talented on a motorcycle yep. so he he deserves to be on this grid he deserves to be in this paddock um definitely definitely wish he could get that backing that he needs to to continue yep. his career and move Me forward. too.
0: I I'm I'm rooting for him man if i could afford it i would give him the money to do it cuz i i think he's a good dude and i think he's fast and i think with some money and some development in a bike who knows the sky's the limit for that guy. Um I don't know why he doesn't have it. It's just the way racing is sometimes, but, um, we're pulling for you, man. Um, we really hope you really hope you stay in the series and race as many times as you can. Cause you're a lot Certainly. of fun to watch. Yeah.
1: We'd like to absolutely we'd love seeing you there.
0: Yep. Well, uh, you know, there were some other races out there that, you know, that we could get into, but that, that was a lot of racing. um, And that's always the way it is with Moto America. You know, you're running two races a weekend with a lot of different classes. And so it's a fun thing to go and watch in person. Um, But, you know, speaking of in person, you and I will be live at CMP in person tomorrow.
1: Tomorrow. That's right. We'll get there around probably three, four o'clock somewhere in the afternoon. And, uh, we to yep. start getting set up for our track weekend, not just a track day on Saturday, but we're going yeah. try to try to keep it shiny for two yep. days straight there Saturday
0: and Sunday. Oh, you will. You will. I believe in you, but I, I, I'm excited to go on uh, my trailer. The bike is loaded. Um, I've loaded almost all the tires I'm taking. I, it's ridiculous the amount of tires I have right now. Uh, I can't wait to get rid of some of these, but, uh, you know, Bo. I mean, what are your plans for the weekend? Uh, obviously, you're riding with Pre, and we talked about it a little bit. Uh, yeah. What are you? What's your plan for the for the weekend? What do you? What, how are you approaching it?
1: Um, you know, honestly, I just want to have some fun on the bike. I want to keep continue to get to know the bike. Uh, it was just been a couple of weeks since we had that last track day, and it, you know, I, I, a couple of things that I knew I wanted to work on after that. Um, one was my vision. You know, to kind of get my vision downstream a little bit more. Um, a couple different changes that I want to make as far as where I'm at on the track. Uh, different lines I want to take, different gears and different turns. Um, I think you and I talked about the carousel. I want to try to yep. get used to yep. being in second gear, you know, getting the bike wound up a little bit, coming out. Um, you know, things of that nature, just really getting comfortable and and uh, just having fun. Uh, I want to ride around with my wife on the track a little bit, you know. Uh, she's yep. on a four hundred, so you know I'll uh, I'll probably we'll do some follow lead follow stuff with uh, she and I. And um, you think
0: you can catch her on the straight? Probably not. She's gonna wear me out. Uh,
1: uh, you know, it's funny you say that though. Um, obviously, you know a ZX10 and a Ninja four hundred down the straight. There's not gonna be a question. But when we when we rode together at Road Atlanta a couple seasons ago, I clearly saw her where she was making up time and kind of gapping me slightly going into turn five. And uh, you know, I could see her bike getting smaller and I'm thinking what is going on here. And, and so she's, <laughs> you know, she's clearly got the, uh, she's got a little bit of corner speed on me in certain areas on the track. So I've got, I can, Ooh. you know, I can learn a lot of stuff from her. And I, that's what I plan to do. What about you? What's uh what's your weekend looking like?
0: Well, so, I mean, I'm in, I'm in the same boat. I am, I'm going to continue working on what I work on. Um, I'm gonna start slow, get past a lot in the morning, just trying to do the do it the right way. I'm gonna try to hit my marks. I, I The eye discipline thing is something I'm working on as well. Like the farther you look up the track, the slower it goes. Right, exactly. And um, that's something that I have to remember. And what happens to me when I get going is that I get into slower traffic and my habits get bad. So I'm gonna really try to maintain my habits even in traffic, but uh, to do that, I may have to get out front. And I say this with all humility. My my slow is not everyone else's slow. Um, so I have to try to manage that. You know, traffic is part of the deal. It's just how it is. And you have to learn to manage and move through that without it messing up the rest of your day. You have to stay disciplined. And these are things that I have to work on. And um, But most of all, just going out there to have some fun. And not worry too much about lap times or or whatever look i I firmly believe and it's been proven to me already that if you do things the right way the lap times come but i'm excited to get out there and mostly be a part of the community again for another weekend you know uh have people i know some people are going to be poking poking me with a stick and i'll be poking right back and It'll be a lot of fun, man. I that's what we're there for and if we have to do that first. Have fun, enjoy the company cuz that's really what keeps us coming back.
1: Certainly. Yeah, without a doubt.
0: And how much fun you're having on track and in the paddock. But I I really hope that uh that basically we both have a good safe weekend and you know, I'm 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 ready to go, man. I'm so excited.
1: Yeah, that goes for everyone that we're we're on track with too. You know, we want everyone to go home safe, like you said. You know, and not hurt themselves, not throw the bike up the road, stuff like that. Um it's yep. just, just going to end much better if we all if we all just kind of take our time and ease into the day. Yep, um, absolutely. So yeah, that's the uh, that's the plan. Um, cool. Looking forward to it, and uh, just just can't wait.
0: Yeah, man. Well, I can't either. I'll, I'll see you tomorrow, and uh, for everybody out there in podcast land. Hey guys, you can find us at Parked in Turn one on Instagram. Uh, we're there now, so we'd love to hear from you. We'll post some stuff up over the weekend, but it's at Parked in Turn one and the one is a number. No spaces, no underscores, just Parked in Turn one uh, Bo and I would love to see you come by. Come say hi to Captain Novice and Bo Winter. Um, we'll be out there. You'll see me for sure. Um, and you'll see Bo on the the yellow, the high vis yellow and high vis orange ZX10, and I'll be on the gray, pink, and green ZX10. But uh, I can't wait, man. So I don't have anything else. Bo, do you have anything?
1: Nope. Just to say good night and uh, appreciate yeah. everyone that's come out hey. and, and listened to absolutely. this evening. And like Jason said, please come by and see us in the pits this weekend, and and uh, we'll yep. have a chat, get some pictures, and just absolutely keep, keep building the community.
0: Absolutely. Well, everybody keep that rubber side down and that shiny side up and uh, we'll talk to you next week. And uh, I would say tomorrow, but I'm just talking to Bo tomorrow, but we'll talk to you again next week and uh, everybody enjoy their weekend. Have a great night.
1: Have a good night, guys. Bye.